We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Pack of Day Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Packaday Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Packaday Podcast. Welcome, Packer fans, to the Sunday edition of. The Pack a Day podcast. I'm Mark Echo. I'm joined by my partner, Gage Bridgeford. And we're going to do the injury report today because the Packers are playing Monday night football at home against the Detroit Lions. And um, Gage, what do you think about the look, coming off? I, I don't want to touch too much off last week's game because although we're talking injuries and a lot of us are injured by what happened last week. Yeah, I mean, we're we're a little beaten up and uh, injured and probably egos are a little battered. And I know earlier this week when we were talking about what the topic was and how we were on injury report, we're like, can we put ego on the injury report? And I think to a certain extent it is. Uh, and that's I mean, that's just going to happen with any loss, especially a bad one like like last week. But we don't need to focus on it too much. Uh, I and as I kind of said in our in our group chat, uh, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I'm not super concerned about it. Green Bay has one of these bad losses every year. And now if they come out on t- on Monday night and they're flat, then I might be a little more concerned. But they have a bad loss every year. Every team has one last year. Does anybody know what the score of the Tampa Bay uh, New Orleans Saints game was? 38 to 3. Yeah. yeah okay. Does anybody know what the Bucks did last year? They won the Super Bowl. And beat, so, the, and, and beat the Saints on the way there. Yep. So I don't really care about a week one game. No one's going to remember it. If Because let's say Green Bay goes undefeated the rest of the way and wins the Super Bowl this year. No one's going to say a damn word. So I don't really care. Uh, but about injuries, I mean, looking at this Packers roster, we're still in relatively decent shape. Obviously, we got to touch mm. on Zedarius Smith, who was yeah. placed on injured reserve. That's brutal. That's the Obviously, this is the first time since he has joined the Packers that they will be without him. They've had him for all what is it 20 or like 20 30 games i think they've played so far with him including the playoffs and it's terrible that he's not going to be in there he's third in the nfl in quarterback hits over like since he's joined the team but i also i'm not i don't think that green bay's just sunk without him because of rashawn gary now rashawn gary could come out flat and we could all look stupid for thinking that gary can be the guy but i think gary's gonna be the guy i don't know about you mark no i agree i don't 
I don't think they miss him in terms of Gary and Preston Smith starting and, and, and both of them have the capability of playing well. Gary, like I'm with you. I think Gary's a rising star in this league. Uh, and I think Preston Smith showed you two years ago that he could be a very good player. And uh, as bad as last week was, Preston Smith was one of the better players I thought last week. Yeah, no, he absolutely was. Yeah, he, I saw he, that he he, uh, he ran exceptionally well. Uh, yeah, he, he, he was one of the few guys I thought that actually did some things uh, on, on defense. So I'm not worried about those two, but they can't play, you know, every snap. You know what I'm saying? So it was great having those two and Zadarius. Now you have three very good outside linebackers, edge rushers, call them whatever you want now. Or And you could even line them up. You know, Z could put his hand on the ground. Gary could put a hand on the ground. Now you're missing that. Now, now this is where, where John Garvin becomes the third guy and needs to step up. He needs to, I'm not saying he has to go out and get three sacks this week. I'm saying he needs to get some, when he's out there, though, he needs to make an impact. He has to make a play, get it, even if he gets a pressure, if he, if he you know, causes um, somebody else to get the sack. Just, you know, do something. Don't just be a, a bystander out there. Garvin has to, if, I'm, I'm assuming he's the third guy. Uh, yeah, it's it's Garvin and it's uh, so it's Ladarius Hamilton, Jonathan Garvin, uh, and Rashawn Preston Smith. That's your top four. There's also oh. a guy named Chauncey Rivers. Yeah, uh, I think but, Rivers has to be ahead of Hamilton, doesn't he? Hamilton just got here. He doesn't. He, he doesn't I'm just going based off of how this depth chart is listed here, so I'm not 100 percent sure. Rivers is probably ahead of him, but I also think Hamilton is not necessarily a pure edge. I think he might be more of a an outside, like a like a a hand in the dirt type three tech okay. type. So. But if I'm also real quick, so I looked up pro football focus is not a flawless metric by any stretch of the imagination. Preston Smith is currently the ninth graded edge defender after one week. Okay, on a, in a game where nobody, yeah, like I said, I, like I said, I just thought I, I don't, I'm, I don't want to get into pro football focus because I don't always. Particularly on I, in run I, defense, I, he graded I, out as the second best edge defender last week behind only Demarcus Lawrence. But yeah, we're not getting too deep into the weeds there. I, I think that Gary and Preston are obviously going to have a. It's a big game for them to really show that for Gary that he can be he can be the guy when Zedarius is down and for Preston to show that last week wasn't a fluke and I think that this is a really good chance for them to do so I don't know if you got the chance to watch any of the Lions game last week no I didn't Penny Sewell uh college left tackle played actually looked good because he got to play left tackle last week he was he was fantastic meanwhile in the because obviously during the preseason he had looked terrible and just which because he was a right he was playing right tackle and he just looked slow looked off and that transition didn't look good so i imagine he'll be back at left tackle again this week with taylor decker still being on the shelf for them so this is a good matchup for the green bay edges to be like if you're down to darius this is not the worst week to have that happen to you well maybe not this week but here's what i want to know and I, there's no answer to it i'm just i'm just going to throw this out there though He's on injured reserve, so he has to miss a minimum of three weeks. Correct. It could be, though, I'm hoping this isn't like an eight-week or longer or he comes back after three and then, and then he's out again for four more. You know, he probably shouldn't have played last week, looking back. I mean, they I, would have I lost agree. 30, they they agree. would have lost 38 to three with or without him. So it wouldn't have been, you know, he probably, they, they probably rushed him back, thought, you know, cause the, the plan last week was to just play him on obvious passing downs, which makes sense. He was a little banged up. Just put him out there and let him pass rush. Well, they, they did, and he aggravated the back again. So looking back with 2020 hindsight, it would have been 
it would have been better for the Packers and for him to not play last week. And then maybe this, we could have avoided this whole going on injured re- reserve because they can survive the Lions without him. And they could, they could probably survive a few weeks without him. But I don't want to look, I don't want to go, if, if he's going to be out any extended period of time, Packers may need to go out. And, I mean, Leonard Hamilton is what he, Hamilton, he is what he is. I mean, undrafted practice squad kind of guy. They might need to go out and get a, a legitimate outside linebacker. Looking at their snap counts from last week, you had Preston played 38, Gary 37, Z played 18 snaps, and then Garvin played 27 snaps. So there's your top four edges uh, right there. Dean Lowry played 38 snaps, way too many. Um, Kingsley Kiki played 31. He was fine. So oh, He was terrible. Kiki was bad. I, I was saying he was fine because he was better than Dean Lowry. So I don't think he was. I don't, it, it's very possible. It's just my bias. I've never thought Dean Lowry was good. I don't understand the the point in keeping him, but I also think that Green Bay has gotten to the point now they can't move on from him because they didn't address it when they should have. But yeah, I, I think that edge could be a need, especially so looking at next well, week. Well, they're going to find edge, out. They'll yeah. find out in the next couple of weeks. Now, if Garvin can be that just a good third guy, then then they're okay, and maybe he can. I mean. The guy, he looks the part. I mean, he looks like he's, he's athletic as all get out. He, you know, he's, he's tall, he's long. He has all the, he has what you're looking for. He's very young still. I think he's only, I think he's like, what, 21, 22? He's not an he's old guy. guy. That's No, he's very, he, he was young coming out of Miami. Um, <clears throat> but again, this is, this is a great opportunity for him starting Monday night to go out and make a couple plays. And if he does that, then okay, we can, we don't have to panic and go out and, um, and get a guy, you know, but we'll see. So that's, that's the big injury. Um, and it's not a good way to start the year. I mean, you open the season with your all pro left tackle on injury reserve one game into the season, your top pass rusher and your, you know, pro bowl linebacker is now on injury reserve. So, and you lost 38 to three. So it's, this, this is, this isn't the way you want it to start the season, but as you said, it's one week. If the Packers go on, and make the playoffs and get to the championship game and, you know, whatever. We're, we're not going to remember all this stuff that happened early in the year. Maybe they're getting the bad stuff out of the way early instead of late like they did last year. Yeah, it, it just it's all one of those things where everybody's focused on it for now, and this will all be a distant memory. Like, if Green Bay comes out and blasts Detroit this week, it'll be a distant memory. Let's right. go ahead and move on to some of the okay. other guys on this yeah, list. So we got – So, go ahead. Josiah DeGuara and Lucas Patrick, both guys are in the concussion protocol. Patrick, the thing with his his concussion is a little interesting to me. Obviously, he played the entire game on yeah, Sunday. When did, he, when did he get the concussion? He entered the protocol. I want to say on Tuesday. I want to say that's when that was announced. Um, it was so it, it was weird to me. I don't know if yeah. it happened at practice or when it happened. All I know is he didn't have any symptoms. I think it was one of those he didn't have any symptoms on Sunday or Monday, and then when he came into the facility on Tuesday. That's when he started noticing symptoms. So that's not the first time I we've ever seen that. It's it's very rare. Obviously, most of the time, if a guy has a concussion, it happens the day of or shortly right. or shortly after. But so it took him a couple days. So he's in the concussion protocol. Deguara, obviously, his was a little more scary. He was down on the ground for a good while. But I was glad that it was only. I say this as a like obviously knowing concussions are serious. I'm glad it was only a concussion because when. You had this guy who played, what, in like three games last year before he blew out his knee and he was lost yeah. for the year. And I saw him down again, and I'm like, this, that's not good. So 
So neither one of those guys. And also, one of the practice, we are recording before Saturday's practice, so we don't have any official injury designations yet. But neither one of those guys have practiced yet this week. Um, and if Deguara it misses any time, obviously we know that it's going to be the Dominic Daphne will be your third guy, so behind Tunyon and Lewis. So not, not a huge concern there. Lucas Patrick, though, that's the one that right. could cause some issues. Granted, it's not like Patrick was amazing last week. He was fine again. I yeah. think that John Runyon probably ends up taking his spot if Patrick has to miss that game. I, yeah, who else? I mean, it'd have, to, it'd have to be Runyon, right? Yeah, so then you got my. So then your starting five would be Elton at left tackle, John Runyon, oh, yeah. Myers, Newman, Turner. And that would be a very, very young yes. line from left, to, from left to right. Like Billy Especially Turner's the only guy that's been in the league for longer than three years at that point yeah and the three inside if you're three inside have a total of it would be a, a combined five starts the three guys because newman and myers would both be making their second nfl start they both started last week obviously as rookies and running this would this would be his first nfl start he played a little bit last year but he always came in and someone got hurt he came in he never started again so that would be that's a lot of inexperience in the middle of your line, um, that, that, that would worry me a little bit. I, I, even though I think, you know, Myers, obviously, people love, again, as bad as everything was last week, he was one of the few guys that came out of the game, people talking good things about him. I think Newman, after a shaky start, came on and held his own. And Runyon, when he has had to play, has done okay. He, has, he hasn't, you know, he, he's not a liability by any means. So Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I was like, the interior of the line, I'm a little, I'm less concerned about Runyon coming in that if one of the tackles were to miss time i'm not as confident in our swing backup tackle guys as i am in running well kelly has kelly's is, is experienced he's played a lot of games in the nfl um so i like that about him but um so who would be now here's the thing too now so if if patrick is out we don't know that that'll probably come right down to monday they'll, they'll test him today and again monday and if he's fine, I'm sure he'll play. If he's not, then obviously he's not going to. They won't allow him to play if he if he's you know if he doesn't pass the the protocol tests. Um, who would be the backup? Who would be your top backup? Jake Hansen is your that that that's the only one. I'm looking as if I'm looking at the depth chart right now. He is the only other interior offensive lineman. Can he play guard? Is, that, ah. is, is he just a pure center, right? I think he might be a pure center, so maybe you try and kick Myers out to guard or something. But I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I or, do that. or, may, or maybe, maybe you do it this way. Maybe you Kelly can, goes in a guard. Kelly I, played guard before. Kelly could be a guard, or I was going to say, if you wanted to, you could maybe kick Elton in. Oh God, no! I, I'm, I'm, no. Well, what I'm, you put Kelly, Kelly at tackle. No. And no, then I'm, you kick Elton. No, I'm, I'm not. No. I'm not saying I want to. I'm just saying it's a possibility. It, it is. It is a possibility. But I would leave Elton the left tackle because he's your best player and that's the most important spot. I agree. Um, I was just. I was pointing yeah, out that no, Elton obviously not, has no, the versatility could. to play right. left to right. Oh, he's, he's unbelievable. The guy could be an all-pro at five positions. I've never seen, in all my years. I've never seen a guy. I've seen versatile players, but none as as talented and versatile as he is. I mean, I've I've seen plenty of guys that were. Very good guards that played tackle, and they were, they, and they did okay. They were okay at tackle, or good centers that moved the guard, or vice versa. Across a lot. No, this guy, and he. Don't, I, I think people ask him, "What's your best position?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know. I like them all." Like he, don't, he don't even. He, it, it's amazing. I've never ever seen a guy quite like him that can be the best guard in the league. 
hell, he might be one of the best tackles in the league. It, it's scary to think that, but he, he might be. Again, and not trying to talk about pro football focus. He was the best tackle, graded tackle in week one. There you go. That's and he's a he's drafted as a guard center. He, well, he played center in college. That's what he. I mean, that's what his position was. I mean, you know, he he had to. When the Packers drafted him, they knew he could do other things. But he was a center in college. That that was his position. It's amazing. Yeah. I've never seen a guy like he. I said all all last year when people were talking about him. You know, is Aaron Rodgers going to win the MVP? And you know, for a while it was close. You didn't know and. I kept saying, you know, Rodgers might be the league MVP, but Jenkins is the Packers MVP. Yeah, the fa- like his ability to play just anywhere in yes, the league and well, play where, it well. Yeah, he no. plays it. Yeah, there, there's no there's no other lineman in the league that can do that. I have no. in my like ever. you said, you're in your ever. years you've never seen it. You're obviously a little bit older than I am. In my years, I've never seen it either. I've never seen a guy that can play all five spots. I've seen guys that can play, like you said, guard and tackle, center and guard. I've never seen a guy that can play everywhere as especially as well as elton does that's like you said he can be an all pro well. at all five spots yeah it's amazing so that's the thing at guard so we hope patrick i mean that of patrick and deguara if you if if someone came to me and said okay we'll let one of them play this week which one do you want i'd rather i'd no no offense to to deguara but i think patrick is the more important of the two Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices in all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Personally, I can't wait for that first game back at Lambeau Field, Packers-Lions with fans in the stands again. I've already got my tickets from TickPick, and I'll be there watching Monday Night Football in person. I absolutely cannot wait. Visit TickPick.com slash Packaday today and use promo code Packaday to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, I would agree. And moving on through this uh, injury report here, we have Tyler Lancaster, who is limited in participation with a back and an ankle injury on Thursday and Friday. Not a big deal there. He played last week through the injuries. I don't, and I don't think that they really aggravated or got any worse. So I think I expect him to play on Monday. Um, so I'm not. Um, maybe, I'm not. Maybe not. Do you I think would, he'd be a scratch? Well, he's another guy that probably shouldn't have played last week, and he wouldn't be on the report again this week. I would. I I, I think that the kid might be better anyway. Heflin. Um, I mean, he, he was better at. He, he had a great preseason. I I kind of expected him to dress last week, and he didn't. I could see him, you know, tell Lancaster, listen, get healthy. You, you know, you, you're you're not 100 percent off. Now he's a back and an ankle. That you know. A, I would give Lancaster a week off and and go with the other and I and then I would play Slayton more. Slayton hardly played last week. I'd give him more snaps and get the other kid out there for Slayton's snaps. You know what I'm saying? Like give Lancaster a week off, get him ready, get him healthy. Um, he wasn't very good last week either. Yeah, I, I here's my my uh, the way I was looking at it, looking at it was I think that Lancaster shouldn't play. I just think that he likely ends up playing just because that's how they that's generally how they do things. Yeah. Like veterans just seem to get like to stay on while rookies are brought on much more slowly. And while no, Hefflin, you're right. or, or Slayton could make a claim for having more snaps or Lancaster getting the week off, especially in a matchup like this, where the lion you're hypothetically, you should be the lions. You yes. should be the lions. You sh- and you shouldn't need Lancaster because nothing against Lancaster. You don't bring a ton to the table. Right. And I, and I'd rather have, I don't, I mean, let's be honest. I don't think there's a big difference between Heflin and Lancaster anyway, other than experience. So I'd rather have 100% healthy Heflin than a hobbled Lancaster. Lancaster who has a bad back and a bad ankle. You know, I'm with you there. Play the healthy guy and see what happens. I mean, we're talking about your fifth guy at this point. I mean, you know, Kiki, Clark, and Lowry are going to start. And then Slayton, I would, would move up to the four spot. And I think I really think he could play more. I mean, I I know you're saying the Packers are easing rook, but they like to ease rookies in, but they're not easing they're they're not easing them in on the offensive line. They have two starting, so. Well, that's because they didn't really have a choice. No. I mean, when you let everybody when you let everybody walk, you don't you don't really have a choice. Well, they they I mean they could have started like you said Kelly could have started a tackle and they could have moved they, they they had they had a choice or they could have started running over over Newman. I mean, they, there was a choice. That's but, you know what that's but, a that's Newman, a good point. That's but good Newman point. was better. Newman Newman earned it. They didn't hand it to Newman. I mean, Braden was in the mix early on before people thought Braden might have a chance. But um, Newman won. Newman was the best player in in practice and in and in the preseason game. So he he earned it. Well, I think Heflin's kind of earned a little bit of at least being able to dress it too. So we'll see. And Slayton as well. I mean, he had you know he everyone raved about what what he was doing in practice and stuff. So. Hey, listen, as bad as they were last week, they, they need to do something a little, you know, even if it's a wake up call to certain guys that, hey, just because you started before, just because you played before, this doesn't mean, you know, we have guys here ready to take your job. 
I agree with you there. Let's go ahead and move on to the final okay. couple of guys we're going to talk about here for Green Bay. Uh, Darnell Savage, Vernon Scott, both uh, both were limited in pre- uh, participation this week on Thursday and Friday. Savage has a shoulder injury that he sustained in the team's loss on Sunday against New Orleans. Uh, Vernon has a hamstring injury that, if I remember correctly, he missed week one altogether yes. with that same injury, correct? Yes. Okay. So he's improved. He's a, Scott's actually improved because he didn't practice at all last prior to the Saints game, he didn't practice at all. He was, he was D, you know, DNP the whole week and then obviously didn't play in the game. So the fact that he has been limited this week is a, is a good sign in, in my eyes that he's coming around. Now, will he play uh, Monday night? It's probably still 50, 50. Um, I think, I think he's another guy that they should let sit, uh, especially because it's a soft tissue injury. Those always freak me out. I don't like rushing guys back, especially from hamstring injuries. It just, bothers me and i think that it'd be a good idea to just leave him on the shelf for at least one more week and tell him hey we'll see you in week three go go grab some get, ice get and just hang out yep get healthy because we um, need you more in a month we need you more in two months than we do today right now savage they need savage i think plays i'm not i'm not concerned about it i think that he plays i honestly think that there was a chance he could have come back into the game on sunday if it wasn't as big of a blow up probably right because I don't think his injury was all that serious. And he's lim- limited, obviously, just translates to if you take one practice snap off, you're automatically limited. So, And so I, would look, I mean, there's no reason for him to go all out and practice this week. I mean, get, don't, you know what? The last thing you need him to do is to aggravate it in, in, on Thursday afternoon on, in practice, right? I mean, um, you want him for the games. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think I think Savage will, will play and start. Um, Scott, you're probably right. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they have to put five guys down anyway. Yep. Right? And so as, long as, as long as they keep eight linemen up, which they probably will keep the linemen up, especially if Patrick isn't. So my guess is DeGuarra will probably not play. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking they, they leave him in, in proto. Unless, you know, hey, if, he, if anything could happen in the course of 48 hours. But I'm thinking DeGuarra, Lancaster, Scott, and Scott are three of your five guys that are and probably the new guy Hamilton I can't imagine I mean maybe hey who knows but I can't imagine he could come in and learn the defense in two days and, and be a factor on it, in it but yeah hey, and stranger things have happened I guess so that's four and you pick one other guy at one of the corners oh yeah probably Gene, Gene Charles again right? yeah I was like Gene Charles there you go because uh, I was I was looking through like who could it be and Gene Charles is just the easy the easy answer. One of the edges, whether it's Hamilton or Chauncey Rivers, I think one of those two, and then the three that are on the injury report. Also, one guy we didn't mention, Josh Myers has a finger injury, but full participant practice Thursday and Friday, so I'm not super concerned there. The only thing um, I'm worried about, I hope it's, is it on his left hand or right hand? Because That I don't know. I don't want his snapping, a bad finger on a snapping hand could be troublesome, right? I mean, yeah. I hope it's on yeah. his non-snapping hand. I hope it's on his non-snapping hand as well, but from what I've heard, I, I haven't heard it's like I haven't heard that it's anything serious. So right, I think he's going to play. Yeah, so I think I think we're in good shape there. All right, uh, let's go ahead and briefly cover the uh, briefly cover the Detroit guys, and then we'll get okay. on out of here. So okay. for right. Detroit, they have two guys not practicing, both with concussions: Kevin Strong, uh, defensive end; Tyrell Williams, wide receiver. Neither guy is a huge factor. Williams is a wide receiver, and I don't think he's playing. Uh, Michael Brockers, Trey Flowers, Romeo Quara. So basically their top three pass rushers are all limited with shoulder injuries. No way to know who's playing or not playing on Monday. But, I, but a shoulder for a pass rusher 
is not is like I, I mentioned the finger for center. Well, a shoulder injury for I mean you're using that that swim you know you're that's important. That's a bad injury for for a pass rusher is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, it's not. It's definitely not a good one. So that'll be it'll be interesting to see how those guys are. I obviously I'm not plugged into the Detroit beat, so I don't know how well or like how much those guys are practicing or how they're doing. Or they've so, been limited. So we, and, and again, yeah. you don't we don't know how limited. Yeah. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, the two running backs are both were both limited. Uh, Swift still dealing with that groin injury he was dealing with during the preseason and into week one. Uh, obviously, he ended up playing. Jamal has a chest injury that has him limited, but he played week he's one. Playing. And I was Jamal like, he's Williams playing. The and <laughs> they then, would have to shoot him. They would have yeah, to tie yeah, him up and leave him in the lane. He's suiting up. He's if he suiting got up. on the plane, if he, or, did they fly from Detroit to Green Bay? I, guess I would imagine so. Yeah. yeah. It's not that far. I mean, it's not that close. If, if, if Jamal, they would have to leave him off the plane for him not to play. And, he and, might, and he might still drive himself there. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, let's be real here. He might drive. Yeah, he's not he's not missing the game. Now, Swift, I did read something this week. Um, he may not play. He may not play. That, 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 again, the groin, like you mentioned with the hamstring, that's one of those injuries. You're better off giving him a week off than that than having him miss a month. You know, so that I could I wouldn't be surprised if, if Swift is out. Oh, and uh, they're, they're, I actually got, a, I got an update 20 hours ago. DeAndre Lyons running back DeAndre Swift's groin injury. No concern. That was a okay. quote from the – that's uh, from Deuce Staley, the team's running back oh, coach. And, and, and good friend of mine. So there you go. So, yeah, your good friend has told us that we have to deal with DeAndre Smith this week. Okay. And I, then, thought be, I thought thought they might – you know, like we were saying with soft tissues, you know, you might want to – I figured they would have held him out last week if they were really concerned about it. True, but, yeah, okay. And then they, they are getting their uh, rookie back this week on uh, the defensive line. Levi, I'm not Levi and Luis Enrique. Yep, he yeah, yeah. Uh, full practice with uh, with a hip injury, so he will be suiting up. And they he did, and, he did not play last week, if I'm not mistaken. Right, he missed last week's game against the 49ers. So yeah, yeah, and they have a couple of impressive rookies between and Luis Enrique, their second round pick, and then Aleem Slim McNeil, uh, their third round pick. Uh, for those that don't know, Aleem McNeil is anything but slim, but <laughs> he but he's he's a good player, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see, especially if Lucas Patrick misses. Dealing with those guys on the interior could be really interesting for Green Bay, but it's a largely healthy game for both sides. And obviously, we're since we're recording before practice, both practices, we don't know 100% know how everything's going to go uh, on Monday night. But I think a lot of the guys that are limited right now, we should see, and we should only see a couple of injuries that actually linger into Monday that we have to think about. Oh, are you, are you going to play today, or what are we doing here? It's the concussion guys are the main ones. If the two lines have concussions, two Packers have concussions, and that's up to the, the protocol. I mean, if they if they're not out of protocol, they're not certainly not going to play in the game. And and the NFL, you know, really, really, really strongly suggests when guys have concussions, you don't play them. I mean, it's just you know because of all the things that have happened over the years, and we you know we, they made a movie about it for God's sake. Um, so again, I I could well we won't know that probably till an hour and a half before the game Monday when they announce who's active and and who's not active. More than likely, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm expecting. Is Monday afternoon we'll get the final result on who's going to be up and who's not, and when we get there, we will uh we'll assess so who, when we get there. Which Packer player are you most concerned with? Patrick. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, like Savage, I'm concerned about just because like he Matt, he's he's the best oh, player yeah. that's down that I know might not play. Obviously, like Z is Z's well, best player that's on his injury report, but I know he's out. Savage is the best player that might play, and if he's out, the step down from him to the next guy, especially if Henry, Vernon Scott misses, is a huge step down. Patrick, I'm concerned about just because. We talked about it. The offensive line, the interior specifically, is going to be very interesting how they handle who – like, if he's down, what are you doing? Are you starting another rookie there? Are you starting John Runyon? What is the how, – how are we handling that interior situation? And, you know, I, and I agree with you that Savage, you know, we hope and probably will play. But if Savage and Scott are both out, you're starting Amos and Henry Black, and you don't, and you don't have a third – they would have to call somebody up from the practice squad to be the third safety. I guess the kid Gaines, right? Yeah, Ennis Gaines would be your your next guy, unless like there, unless one of these corners can play safety, and I just don't know about it. I don't. I don't think so. But I was. I that's that. I mean, Stokes and Alexander certainly can't. King. Oh yeah, I don't think you want to mess. I mean, he's he's got enough going on now. I don't think you want to move him. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. So yeah, they're probably calling up that Gaines yeah, or like games. Ray Wilborn, I guess maybe. I yeah, probably Gaines. Probably Gaines. He was yeah. the next one, I guess. So, and they may anyway. I mean, they may any. I mean, because Savage is iffy. I mean, even if he plays, he's playing with a, an injury. And if Scott is out, they might bring Gaines up anyway, just to be safe. Going to be going to be an interesting Monday. It, it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world, right? Bring him up and sit somebody else. You know, sit another sit. We didn't mention Isaiah McDuffie. Um, you know, he might play this week because, you know, they only had to put five guys down. But if they bring somebody up, I could see them, you know, having McDuffie sit another week or that, that he'd probably be the guy, I would guess. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see who they would have to sit down on to because they do they have an open roster spot? I don't I don't know off the top of no. my head. OK, no, so, they're, so then they would have to put somebody on IR or release no, no, somebody no, no, because remember last year. They they have that rule now where you can bring guys up from the practice squad that day, and you just have to sit more guys. Oh, okay. No, I then no, I did not remember that rule. Yeah, it's a new rule that you put on, and they kept it this year. It's mainly for for COVID reasons. That you makes know, sense. Well, I mean, then I'm glad they kept that rule because it sounds because Green Bay very well might have to use that. Yeah, I mean, if if Scott, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, we're all it's all speculation until Monday night, but and and I'm sure they they're what what we're talking about. I'm sure Matt LaFleur and, and Joe Barry and Mo Drayton, because special teams will be involved too. They're talking about the same things right now. You know, if, if Savage is this, if Scott this, if now if they're both fine, then okay, then we move on. If Scott does play, say Scott's hamstring isn't that bad, and then they decide he can play, all right, then we're fine. We don't have to do it. We, we got all, we're at full strength, so so we're good to go. But they, and, and they probably won't even know that till Monday morning, maybe, you know? So it's it'll be, when you're dealing with injuries, it's you never. I didn't think that Darius Smith was going to go on injury reserve this week. Yeah, especially not until so late in the week too. That was the other thing that was weird for me. I'm like, did you? You could have just put him on injured reserve on Monday or Tuesday. You waited right. until Friday, so that means it either got worse or it just wasn't getting better. Exactly. And you're like, we just got to cut our losses here and try and yep. see if resting him fully will make the difference. I agree. That's probably exactly what happened. Is it was, I'm sure it was hurt, but they were hoping, all right, with treatment, well, let's try this, let's try that, let's get him, you know, and nothing, he didn't respond to any of it. And then they had to do something because they wanted to fill his roster spot, so they had to make a move. 
and they 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 claim the Hamilton off the Tampa off Tampa Bay's practice squad. Um, so you know, and again, it's only it's a minimum three weeks. It sounds like it's going to be longer from all indications, but hey, who knows? I don't know how what kind of a healer um, Zadaria says. If he's a quick healer and, and they, you know he, he gets the right treatments, maybe he's back in in, in a month. This could also just be protecting him from himself as well. This could be a matter of like maybe he's th- maybe that's why he played last week. He's like I'm playing, I want to play. And this week he was saying, no, I can fight through it, I can fight through it. And then it got to Friday, and they're like, it's not getting any better. You're only gonna hurt yourself. Right. Just let's shut you down. We'll see you in three weeks. Yeah. Rest, because we'll, because because again, it's like we need you in two months. We don't need you this week. Get yourself together. Get yourself right. And back injuries or kind of things, they could flare up any time. So, yeah, the best thing is to get it right, get it healthy, get him to where he can play. He Where you want him playing Zadarius Smith football, you don't want him just playing 18 snaps. You know, as just a, you want him out there for, you know, 80% of the snaps or like whatever he was playing normally. So, exactly. yeah, get him right, get him healthy. Hopefully the team doesn't fall apart without him. You know, they, they win, you know, they tread water at least, you know, and then, like I said, maybe all these bad things are happening early and come, you know, end of the season, going into the playoffs, the Packers have a full complement of players and they're, and they're, they're ready to, to roll through the playoffs. Yep. We'll see. All right, Mark, go ahead right. and let the people know uh, where they can find you and what you're working on. And uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here. Well, they can use you find me on the beach, but um, <laughs> online, they can find me at on Twitter at Mark echo zero eight. I'll be doing, I'll be up late Monday night doing my incident analysis of the hopefully a win over the Lions. Uh, and then I'll have a story during the course of the week as as well. How, what about you, Gabe? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GBridgefordNFL, as always. Uh, still doing work with Dynasty Nerds, Rotoballer, and uh, Denver Stiffs, which will kick off, like I said, uh, like I said last week, uh, about a month from now. Uh, and at last week, or last week, I was unable to do my usual fantasy football advice in the morning on Sunday just because of. Uh, just because of reasons in the real world. But this week, uh, when you're listening to this, as long as you're listening to it prior to 1 o'clock, I will be live all morning on my Twitter answering every single question, DM, tweet at me, whatever, on my Twitter. And I will do that from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time uh, right up until the game. So if you have any fantasy football questions, whether it's DFS, Standard, Dynasty, whatever, send it my way and I will be there to answer it for you. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And the only three words that matter. Go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.